But today, we are going to continue laying that foundation as we're just starting off our season, still brand new in our season. We're just going to continue laying that foundation. And I'm actually going to revisit a couple of the scriptures that we talked about last Saturday because there are a couple of scriptures that are really foundational to this season. So we're going to do a slight recap of a little bit of what we talked about Saturday and then we're going to move forward as we lay the foundation for this season. All right, sound okay to you? Yes, okay. So let's just open our hearts together and ask God to speak to us today. Father, we just come before you right now. And God, we open our hearts wide to you. God, we're here to hear from you. And so, Father, I just pray that right now, by your spirit and through your word, you would speak to each and every one of us. Speak to us individually and speak to us corporately in this place today, I pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Well, one of the things that I shared at our premiere party last Saturday was the fact that my heart has been so incredibly gripped lately with a prayer that Jesus prayed that is recorded in John chapter 17 where Jesus is praying for us. He prays for me. He prays for you. This is just shortly before he is facing his brutal death. He praise for us. I think that is amazing. And over the summer, as I was reading these verses, it was like the page just grew arms and grabbed me and pulled me in. And like I saw Jesus praying for us personally, like we were right there and Jesus himself was praying for us. And I think his prayer that's recorded in John 17 is so significant for us in this season. So I want us to look at these verses again this morning. John 17, let's start in verse 20, and I want to read these verses to you from the Message Bible, and they'll be on the screen so you can follow along. But it says, I'm praying not only for them, Jesus is referring to his disciples, those who already believe in him, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. That's us. He's praying for those who will come to believe. That's me. That's you. He's praying for us. Then he continues on and he says, the goal is for all of them, all of us, to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them, so they'll be as unified and together as we are, I in them and you in me. Then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you sent me and love them in the same way you've loved me. Wow. Jesus himself is praying for us. He is praying that all believers would be completely united in him. Unity matters to God. Unity is a really big deal to God. Why? He tells us right here in this prayer because he says then, when we are united, then 
we will reveal God to the world, and they will see that he sent his son for them, and they will see that he loves them. Did you catch that in the very last part of that passage? It said that Jesus is praying that they will see that the Father loves them in the same way he loves me. In other words, loves Jesus. The Father loves us in the same way he loves Jesus. Wow, did you know that? The Father loves you in the same way he loves Jesus. He loves you the same as he loves Jesus. Let your heads get around that. I don't know about you. I don't think my head can fully get around that. That is so amazing. God loves us so very much. And it is his desire and his will and his purpose that the world around us would know the magnitude of his love, that they would know him and be drawn to him. This is his design. This is his purpose. And you know what? It happens when we unite. Ladies, when we as the body of Christ, as sisters in his body, when we unite, we help fulfill the purposes of God on this earth. We reveal him to the world around us. Do you want to walk in God's purposes for your life? I believe you do. I want to walk in God's purposes for my life. I think we all want to walk out God's purposes for our lives. It happens when we start uniting, when we come together and unite as his body. But not only do we want to fulfill God's purposes, I believe we also want to walk in God's blessings. Anybody want to walk in God's blessings? Yes. Well, listen to what it says in Psalm 133. In verse 1, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I like the way it says it in the Message Bible. It says, How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. And then verses 2 and 3 continue to give illustration to unity. But then look at the end of verse 3. It says this, where there's unity, this is where the Lord commands his blessings. When we unite, it's not like God says, oh yeah, maybe I'll scatter a few blessings over there. No, where there is unity, God commands his blessings. Wow, unity is a big deal to God. We've got to recognize how vital this is to God's purposes and to his heart. But uniting isn't always easy, is it? Anyone ever noticed that? Anyone ever had a difficult time getting along with someone? I know, nobody wants to admit it. <laughs> Even with other believers, ooh, sometimes we have a little bit of difficulty getting along. You know what? There is so much division in our world around us. Have you noticed? There is so much tension everywhere we look. There's severed relationships. There's hurting people all around us. Our world has become so incredibly divided, but God wants us to be different. He wants the world to be able to look at us and see unity, see something so different that they would be drawn to him, that they would look at us and say, wow, I want what they've got. 
and they would be drawn into relationship with him. That was Jesus' prayer for us. And I believe Jesus' prayer recorded in John 17 is more relevant today than ever. We need to be the answer to his prayer. We can be the answer to his prayer. We've just got to recognize that unity in the body of Christ is of utmost importance to God. Because if we're divided, just like the world, are we going to draw them to him? Are they going to look at us and say, wow, you're so different? No, they're going to look at us and say, you're no different, right? We need to be different. We need to be united. I remember this old song, old Christian song from the 80s that said, we really need each other. Father, make us one. How can we mend a broken world when his body is ripped and maimed? The words to that song have always just stuck in my heart. How can we mend a broken world when his body is ripped and maimed? Ladies, we've got to get good at uniting rather than being ripped and pulled apart. And that's the longing of God's heart, that we would unite and look so different from the world that people would be drawn to him. So if that's God's heart, if that's his purpose, if that's what he wants, then what do you think the enemy wants? He wants to prevent that from happening, right? He wants to do everything in his power to keep us from uniting. So we've got to get really good at recognizing his tactics, recognizing his schemes and how he works. In John 8, 44, it says that he is a liar and the father of lies. We need to know that. We need to expect that and just know that's what he does. That's all he knows how to do. He lies and he lies to all of us every day. Did you know that? That's what he does. And he's been doing it since the beginning of time. Think with me about Adam and Eve in the garden. God told them they could eat of any of the fruit in the garden, but just don't eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the enemy comes to Eve. Isn't it interesting that he comes to Eve and not to Adam? Are women more susceptible to listening to the lies of the enemy? I don't know, but just maybe there's something there that we need to be aware of. But anyways, he comes to Eve, just a side note. <laughs> he comes to Eve, and he whispers this lie to her. Oh, don't believe God. Oh, what he told you, that's not true. You won't die if you eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Oh, that's not true at all. You'll just become like God. You'll know everything when you eat of its fruit, and you will become just like God. We all know the story from there. I want us to see something really significant in the progression of what happens. And if we can get our heads around this progression and learn the enemy's schemes and his tactics, it will bring freedom into our life. Because first of all, he came to whisper something in her ear that contradicted what God had said. A lie, contrary to what God had told her, right? That was the first thing. Then she listens. She ponders. She comes to believe what 
he told her is true. She replaced the truth of what God said with the lie from the enemy. And as soon as she believed that lie, it produced a new mindset that produced new actions. Because our beliefs always produce actions. And she acted on her new belief. And what did she do? She ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then what did she do? She influenced someone else around her to eat of the fruit as well. She influenced Adam to eat of the fruit. Our actions will always influence others. And then the result of her actions brought separation from God because sin entered the world. Not only was she separated from God, Adam separated from God, but all of humanity was separated from God through that action. That's why Jesus sent his son to die for us, to redeem us, because her action brought sin into the world that separated us from God. We've got to recognize that this progression is how the enemy works. God's plan was perfect unity. The enemy's goal was to divide and separate. And Eve gave herself over to the enemy's plan simply by believing his lie. And ladies, we can do it so easily. We can give ourselves over to the enemy's plan when we believe his lies. We've got to be so careful. And he tries it with all of us every single day. He tells us lies that contradict what God says about us, right? He tells us things like, you're so unworthy. You're no good. Nobody's going to like you. You're worthless. You'll never fit in. Or maybe he tells you lies that sound a little bit more judgmental, like, oh, those other Christian ladies, oh, they're just so petty. You don't need them. You don't need to be around them. You're better than them. You're more important than them. You don't have time to associate with them. You're far too successful. They'll never be able to relate to you. He tells us all kinds of lies, every kind of lie, anything he can possibly think of that we will buy into. We've got to be aware of it. But then what happens? He whispers the lie, and then do we listen? Do we ponder it? Do we believe it? And you know how it is. In the matter of three seconds, we can be down that spiral listening to lie after lie after lie. And if we start to believe those lies, it puts a new mindset in action. It puts new beliefs into our thinking. And then those beliefs produce actions. They produce actions in our lives that serve to separate us from others. Actions that stem out of a lie from the enemy will always serve to separate us from the body of Christ because they cause us to isolate ourselves, to separate ourselves, to withdraw, to disconnect from others. That's what the enemy wants. And if the enemy can get us to separate ourselves from the body of Christ, then he is on his way to bringing division in our relationship with God as well. 
because we need each other. We are his body together collectively. Ladies, we need each other. Being united is not about just coming in here and sitting nicely in a room full of lots of other women and saying, oh, look at us. Aren't we pretty today? Aren't we perfect? Don't we have our good little church smile on today and then go on our way? No, unity is about letting down our walls and letting each other in and sharing our lives with each other and praying for each other and standing with each other, coming alongside each other. God wants our lives to unite, but the enemy wants to keep that from happening. And it happens so subtly. With the whisper of a lie, we can allow the enemy to divide us rather than unite us. We could so easily allow him to take us down a path of isolation and division rather than unity. But in Proverbs 18.1, it says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages against all sound judgment. Ladies, when we withdraw, when we isolate, we are seeking our own desire. We are not seeking God's desire. And we are going against all godly wisdom when we do that. And it never affects just us. Others are always impacted. Remember, how does God work on the earth today? By his spirit through people. And by separating ourselves from other believers, we are cutting ourselves off from so much of what God wants to do in and through our lives. We've all believed lies from the enemy, haven't we? We all have. I've seen so many women who have believed the lie that everyone's against them. You know, that lie produces a mindset, and then it becomes the filter through which they see everyone. And the result is that they end up withdrawing and pushing people away. Just what the enemy wanted. Oh, he won. I don't want to let the enemy win. And I know you don't either. Sometimes when we believe his lies, it produces pride in us, which causes us to isolate, thinking, oh, we don't need anything. We can do this all on our own. Oh, other people, they're so needy. Oh, I don't have time for that. I've got this. I can do this on my own. And we separate rather than unite. The enemy tries to get us to believe that we can't do it, that life is just too hard. Connecting with other women, it's too hard. It takes too much time. I don't have time for it. And he can beat us up and get us to believe that, that it's just too hard. Oh, getting up so early for bridge women is too hard. Oh, getting out of the house with several little ones is just too hard. We have so many young moms in this place today. And I want to tell you, you are absolutely amazing. Really, you are incredible. You amaze me every day. I see young moms here at church, at the grocery store, everywhere I go, I notice you. You know what I notice? I notice 
how darn strong you are. Like, <laughs> you carry the car seat with the baby and the this and the that. You carry everything. Like, wow, you don't need to go to the gym. You are so strong. <laughs> but you are also amazing. You have large capacity. You're emotionally strong. I mean, I saw a mom at the grocery store the other day. She had the baby in the back, the big part of the basket. She had the car seat with the little one on the in the front part, the, you know what I mean, the seat part of the basket. She had another one in tow, and she's shopping and putting her groceries in the car, just going along, and she seemed like she was sane. I mean, <laughs> she seemed like she was doing well. I was so impressed. Moms, you are amazing. You really, really are. Yes. You're so awesome. But I want to tell you something. The enemy would love to get you to isolate. He would love to get you to buy into that lie that it's just too hard. It takes too much effort. It's too hard to get out of the house. I want to tell you, you need to be around other women. You need to be around other young moms, and you need to be around other older moms who are a little bit further down the journey, who have learned some things that can pour some wisdom into your lives. Ladies, we need each other. We can't afford to listen to the lies of the enemy. You know, the enemy also tries to lie to us in our marriages. I have seen so often when wives believe the lies of the enemy that try to magnify and over-exaggerate our husband's imperfections. Are you laughing because you know your husband has imperfections? You know what? <laughs> Darlings, <laughs> did you know you have imperfections? <laughs> I have imperfections. None of us are perfect as long as we are alive, living, and breathing on this earth. We are not perfected yet. But the enemy loves to come in and just magnify and over-exaggerate those little imperfections. And then what happens? We hear the whisper. We listen. Ooh, we ponder. Oh, now we start to believe. And then you know what happens? As we believe, it turns into one lie after another lie, listening more and more to the enemy until eventually we believe that our husbands are horrible. We believe that we married the wrong person. And then we end up treating them, talking to them, responding to them out of that belief. And in no time at all, division enters the marriage rather than unity. We've got to be so careful to recognize the schemes and the tactics of the enemy. He wants to bring division. He wants to bring separation. But God wants to bring unity. The enemy's lies lure us to pick up offenses. We've got to learn that offenses are nothing more than a trap of the enemy that only hurt us and keep us in the prison of that offense. Offenses are so dangerous. We've got to recognize how the enemy works. He's a liar and he lies to all of us, every single one of us. I know because he lies to me too. We're all on this journey together. 
He lies to all of us. He tries to get me to believe all kinds of lies. It's what he does all day. Lies, lies, lies. And we have to tell him, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> okay? Sometimes there's recurring lies that he comes to us with. I'm going to tell you. The enemy comes to me with the recurring lie that nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. He's just such a liar. And so I know, he, the Bible says not everybody's going to like me. And that there's going to be persecution in this world. And that's okay. Right? But then he comes and he tries to whisper that lie about people close to me. And people I love. Ooh. And then... I've got to be so careful because if I dare listen for a minute, surely there's something that that person does. See? See, I told you. See, I told you they don't like you. See, I told you they're just tolerating you. They don't like you. They don't want anything to do with you. That's how he works. And he'll twist everything. We've got to be so careful. I've got to be so careful. So I know that that's what he does. I know that that's what he says. So I've got to catch those lies immediately and refuse to listen to them. I cannot afford to listen to the lies of the enemy and neither can you. But we've got to understand that we're not in this alone. He lies to every single one of us. What are the lies he tells you? Is there a recurring lie that he's been whispering in your mind, in your thoughts? We've got to get good at recognizing his lies and his tactics, refusing to listen, refusing to ponder them, refusing to believe them, refusing to take his bait. Because when we do, we're simply helping fulfill the enemy's purposes rather than God's. I don't want to fulfill the enemy's purposes, do you? Okay, so we've got to get good at recognizing his tactics, right? All right, in 2 Corinthians 10, in verse 4 and 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, so how do we do this? When that lie comes, we've got to catch it. Instead of listening and letting it spiral and turn into 50 other lies in the course of three seconds, We've got to catch it immediately. And we've got to take it captive. We've got to capture that lie, okay? I know some of you, you always dreamed of being that superhero that would capture the bad guy. Well, do it in your mind. Be that superhero that captures the lie from the enemy, okay? We've got to capture it, and then we bring it into the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? We bring it to God's word. We say, okay, God, this is contrary to your word. This is not what you're saying, so what does your word say? 
Okay, so I'm going to replace that with the truth of God's word. I'm going to replace the lies of the enemy with the truth that says that God loves me in the same way he loves Jesus. That is good news, and I need to start meditating on those things. We need to replace the lies with the truth of God's word. That's how we bring our thoughts into the obedience of Christ. I remember one time sharing this scripture with a friend and she came back to me later and she said, oh, I've been trying, I've been trying so hard, I've been praying that God would take my thoughts captive. I said, whoa, 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 that's not what it says, that's not what we talked about. God's not going to take our thoughts captive. He tells us to take our thoughts captive and bring them into the obedience of Christ. That's what he asks us to do. So we need to be these amazing warriors who will go after the lies of the enemy and bring them into the obedience of Christ. In other words, kick the devil in the butt and don't let him in your thought life. All right? The world's so full of division. Let's not let the enemy bring division among us, the daughters of God, sisters in the body of Christ. Let's not copy the world's behavior. In Romans 12, 2, I like the way it reads in the New Living. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. God doesn't want us to be divided like the world. He is calling us, and he has created us to be Bridge women, women who will rise up in the midst of a divided world and become bridges who unite and love rather than judging others. Bridges who unite rather than comparing and competing. Bridges who extend love even when it's difficult. Bridges who take the first step towards uniting rather than waiting for someone else to do it first. I'd say that we all have room to grow in our journey of unity. Anybody agree with that? You? All do. All have room to grow in our journey of uniting because we're human, we're fleshly, and we have this fleshly nature. Romans 12.2 continues on, and it says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So interesting that if you were here on Sunday morning, Pastor Zach talked about this same verse. I believe God is speaking something to all of us. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In other words, he's telling us to be remade, to be renovated from the inside out. And in this season of Bridge Women, we are going to dig into the word. And we're going to see what it says about all different areas of our lives and all different relationships that we have. And we are going to allow the Word of God and the Spirit of God to remake us, 
to renovate us from the inside out. And I believe as we do, we are going to experience unity in our relationships, unity in our lives, unity in our God's church, unity in his body like never, ever before. Because when we do this, it doesn't just affect us. It will be contagious to others. We, as we pursue unity in him, we will help fulfill his purposes and we will experience more of his blessings. So where do we start? I want us just to look at one last verse, just up one verse from where we just were in Romans 12. Look at verse 1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This truly is the way to worship him. Listen to how it reads in the Message Bible. Place your life before God. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. I believe our first step is in presenting ourselves as an offering to God. And to sacrifice those lies that we've been holding on to, those lies that we've been meditating on and pondering and believing, you know what happens after a while? They become our mindset. They become our way of living. They become the filter through which we see everything. And I believe the Spirit of God wants us today to recognize those things and to lay them at His altar and to give them to Him and to make ourselves as an offering before him to say okay god i don't want to be tormented by these lies any longer i'm going to recognize what they are i'm going to give them to you and i'm going to choose today to let go and i'm going to give myself as an offering and ask you god to come and to transform my life can we do that together Ladies, I want to, we're not going to take a, a long time or make this long and drawn out, but we're going to make a place of prayer right where you're at. You all know the lies that you listen to. Maybe there's lies, maybe there's excuses, whatever it is that the enemy uses to keep you from connecting. I want you right now just to close your eyes and within your own heart, in your own words, just give those things to God. Recognize what they are. Say, here you go, God. I don't want to listen to this any longer. I don't want to let the enemy hold me back from your purposes of uniting any longer. Just put them in his hands. Freedom comes when we recognize what the enemy's been 
trying to do in our thoughts and then giving it to God. And now, Father, God, as we give these things to you, God, we just ask that your spirit would just rush in. Father, we ask that you would remake us. Father, we lay ourselves on the altar before you right now. And God, we present ourselves to you. And God, we want to be all that you created us to be. And so, Father, we are asking right now that you would transform our lives from the inside out. Father, at the onset of this season, God, we present ourselves to you and we say, transform us. Each week as we study your word, God, give us ears to hear what you're saying, open hearts to receive. And God, I pray that you would do a supernatural renovating work on the inside that would cause every external part of our life to be changed, God, that we will walk in unity, fulfilling your purposes like never, ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.